It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Welcome to TC Live on day three of the Miami Open. Coming up, we've got all the big stars in action. Both of last year's U.S. Open women's finalists get upset. Plus an upset like angry Jensen Brooksby causing controversy with his actions on the court. With that, we welcome you into our Santa Monica studio. Steve Weissman alongside Chanda Rubin. And over on the big screen, we've got the two-time Miami Open champion, Hall of Famer Andy Roddick. Andy, going without the hat today. What's happening? We've all made bad choices, Steve. I'm sorry. It'll be back tomorrow. <laughs> no sweetens code. I like it. Today. I, I like the okay. hat. I like both. I, I'm good with either. We're good with either, yeah. Andy. Uh, <laughs> we got to get your thoughts because you weren't with us yesterday on Ash Barty's retirement. What did you make of it? Uh, I, I was I was pretty shocked. I think like like everyone else. Um, but listen, we can't tell anyone else how to live their lives. I, I, I'm thankful to have watched. Uh, Ash Barty grow into the champion that she has. Uh, I think everyone's sad because we're going to miss her talents on the tennis court, but I don't know Ash Barty personally, but every time she spoke, it was there was some sort of common sense nugget that was phenomenal. Her positivity was great. Uh, the way she was able to be kind of realistic about everything and, and kind of condense complicated topics into kind of uh, very short sound bites is something that I always admired. Uh, I wish her the best. Selfishly, listen, I, we, we'd love to see her back in a year or two. I don't know that we need to make this this big proclamation at 25 years old. Hopefully, we'll we'll get to see her again. But if not, I, I I know I speak for the rest of the tennis world. We wish her well and nothing but happiness. And hopefully, we'll we'll continue to see her involved in the game. Absolutely, we'll definitely see her in Newport, Rhode Island, five years from now if she doesn't make another comeback. Says she's going to remove herself from the rankings after Miami. So either Iga Swiatek or Paula Bedosa will get to that top spot for the first time in their careers. We begin with highlights of two former world number ones meeting in the second round. Angie Kerber, one of just two players to defeat Naomi Osaka four times. And Osaka's last top 20 win came a year ago in Miami, Chanda. Yeah, and this was a different Naomi Osaka, certainly in terms of her resume, the tournaments she's won, the major champion she has become, and she came out playing like it, just stepping in, not giving up ground on top of that baseline, saw a number of winners off the backhand side, and that's always dangerous because the forehand was also a weapon. But once she got the early break, Osaka just seemed to relax even more, and there was just so little space for Kerber to go into. It seemed like the tempo just suited Osaka. She was enjoying the court speed as well. And just too much firepower in the end for Angie Kerber, who looked like she was going to have a little resurgence uh, this year. But Osaka stopped her in her tracks in this match. Nice performance and good to see Naomi Osaka playing such relaxed tennis. Only dropped three points on her first serve, six aces. 
said she felt like she came into the match wanting to dictate and her power was working really well. Osaka going to take on the winner of this match between Layla Fernandez and Karolina Mukova. The Czech playing her first match in seven months, Chad. Yeah, she's a talented player, Mukova, and you know, she can come in, play in the midcourt area, has beautiful volleys. Once she got that first set, the second set got tricky, but a fantastic win for her. So Layla Fernandez out. How about the U.S. Open champion, Emma Raducanu? Last year at this time, Emma was ranked outside the top 300, Andy, taking on Katarina Siniakova. Yeah, it's still, you just don't, Emma's starting out in these matches well. Well, she got the fast start. She's putting good points together, but then it comes, can I close? There's an early lead in the second set. Uh, she drops that. Uh, here you see Siniakova stays in the match. I mean, just really grinds and toughs out these big points. And for Raducanu staying the course, playing these tough matches in extreme conditions, these are all kind of still new experiences for her, even though she is a, a Grand Slam champion. And, you know, it's okay. you want to stay focused on process, and you see the emotion coming out of her, how badly she kind of wants to get this year uh, started with the, with the with the big result. Uh, you know, it, it's just too much when you haven't played matches. You can't get those tournaments where you're three and four matches in a row, and she hasn't done that yet this year. And uh, but, but credit on the other side of really sticking in there. And uh, you see Emma go for the big back and down the line. Uh, tough match loss. You hope that she's able to kind of stay focused on the process and not so much the results. Now, Raducanu falls to two and five this year, and she wasn't happy about it after. Long match, really long rallies. I thought that she played really good, and uh, there was some good tennis on both sides, to be honest. But, um, yeah, obviously it sucks to lose that one. It was nice to, to play here. It was a really nice court, and, um, yeah, the, the spectators were really cool. Um, they went both ways, and I felt like there was a lot of support out there for me. So, yeah, I was really, really appreciating that, and uh, hopefully I'll be able to come back to this tournament again. We're in the Rafa Nadal hat there uh, from Nike. Chada, she seemed a little more bummed out than she normally is after this, these matches. What did you take from that? Well, she had a lot of chances, and all, those are always the tough ones to lose where, you know, she was up, had some opportunities to kind of stretch her lead in the second set, but in the third set, got up the early break, had a point for three love as well, was up 5-3. And when you don't capitalize, when you feel like you let those chances slip away, it can be really disappointing. And, and it's, it's been tough for Emma Raducanu. She's playing in a lot of these tournaments for the first time, still trying to gain experience at the tour level, even though she's a Grand Slam champion. So much expectation on her. Hopefully, she can kind of, you know, enjoy more of this process and get into more of these matches, take, you know, some positives from them, whether she wins or loses. But it's really tough right now when you're right on the edge and you can't quite get over the hump to get consistent matches in a row. Andy, you mentioned earlier, these are all new experiences for Emma. What would be your advice for her going forward? You know, you, you got to stay focused on process. You know, draw draw some sort of reality from where you were a year ago and what would you have done to have an 11 seed next to your name in Miami a year later? That's a big, big deal. But one of the things that we don't know yet, Steve, is, you know, can she play these prolonged matches, right? Every match in Indian Wells was a long three-setter. She struggled at the finish line. In Guadalajara, it was the same way. Here in Miami, the same thing with some really extreme conditions. We, we forget, okay, she won the U.S. Open, but no one actually got to five games in a set against her at the U.S. Open. It was in dominant fashion, so physically uh, not the toughest. Mentally, obviously, very taxing. But as these, these are the hard yards of the Pro Tour that she's experiencing for the first time. It's a different set of physicality when you have to do it week after week.
Uh, absolutely. So a lot of seeds out on the women's side. Simona Hallett, Garbina Muguruza, both withdrew with injuries. They're going to miss three weeks apiece. Meantime, over on the men's side, former world number one, two-time Miami winner, Andy Murray. He won it twice when the event was held in Crandon Park. Took out Novak Djokovic to win the title in 2009. And then in 2013, defeated David Ferrer. Two of his 14 Masters 1000 titles came in Miami. That is fifth on the all-time list. And Murray back under the Miami lights Thursday night, taking on Federico Del Bona, Sandy. Yeah, it, the, what you want to see from Andy Murray is this coming forward playing style. He has to shorten the points now that he m might not move as well as he used to. I, I thought his serve looked really good tonight. He was hitting his spots, had some easy aces. And if he's getting through service games easily, you know he's going to be in his return games. I still admire every time he takes the court. It's like it's the first match he's ever won. That intensity is always there. But again, you see him really attacking, finishing points off the net. He has to find a way to shorten points, maybe even try some returns and come in. Uh, you know, he, Drop shots up the line. Delbonis put him in awkward positions. But that's the kind of player that we love from Andy Murray. Those drop shots, then lobs. You almost feel like you're getting toyed with. And uh, was able to get the result here. I thought he looked in great form and was certainly pumped up to be there. Yeah, great to get through in straight sets for Andy Murray. Career win number 701. Told us at Indian Wells he wants to get to 800. He wants those 50 titles as well. Up next, oh, it's going to be a good one. Taking on the top seed, Daniil Medvedev, as we take a look at the top half of the draw here. And Chanda, what does Andy Murray need to do to take out Daniil Medvedev? Well, you know, these are the challenges for Andy Murray now with his ranking lower. He's having to play against the top seeds uh, in earlier stages. I think, you know, this is a match he can get into every point, um, but it's going to come down, you know, to the movement. Can he be just aggressive enough? I mean, he has the ability, Murray, to come in, to volley, to play in those different areas, to mix it up a little bit. Expect to see a little bit of drop shotting, although against Medvedev, that may not work as well. Um, but I think it, it will help Murray to kind of mix up the play, not allow Medvedev to control the tempo and the rhythm, the pacing, and the serve I think is going to be important. Can he get a few free points? Can he get some balls inside the court, um, you know, where he can be a little more aggressive, although we expect certainly to see some long rallies in that one. We'll see how Andy holds up and just kind of where his game is against Medvedev right now. Andy, how many text messages do you expect to get from Murray before that match? I don't think I'll get any. It's normally when he's toying around with a racket or something. But like Chanda said, first serve percentage has to be above 60, 65% for him to have a, a good chance against Daniil. I cannot wait for that matchup. We'll have it for you here on Tennis Channel. Much more still to come here on TC Live. We've got highlights from the American men taking the court in the top half of the draw. See why Jensen Brooksby was left apologizing after his win. You're watching TC Live. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Live. We've got seven American men in the top 40 right now. Jensen Brooks beat a career high 39. Francis Tiafo with 31. You got John Isner still at 22. And Taylor Fritz, top ranked American man, 13 in the world. 
He actually played some golf today with Ricky Fowler ahead of his first round in Miami. Six of these guys in action today, and we start with Sev Korda, who made the quarterfinals in his Miami debut last year, playing Alejandro Davidovich Fokina Channel. Yeah, and Korda is in a good rhythm, and he was the one taking ground away at Davidovich Fokina, a little more comfortable on the clay, lost his balance early on in the match, and Time after time, Korda seemed to go behind him with success, taking a few balls out of the air as well. I mean, this was a very clean, pretty easy-looking match. There were a few tricky moments where Davidovich Fokina could have got into this a bit more, but just couldn't hold serve. And Korda, so impressive the way he stayed focused, didn't get ahead of himself, especially when it was time to close it out, and, and just a really mature match from the American. So ever since I was a little kid, I came to this tournament. Now to be able to be here and compete myself, I think little Sebi would be very happy. Uh, little Jensen Brooksby would not be happy with what happened today. He is at a career high, making his main draw debut against Federico Coria, Andy, but this one was about more than tennis. Yeah, things got a little chippy to say the least here. As you see him kind of duff this volley a little bit, he's not too happy about it. But take some risk. We've seen people hit balls in the wrong spots. Decides to double down, flings his racket, it covers a lot of ground. Lucky not to hit his opponent, the ref, a ball kid. Those are all in play on that one. So he's really good at learning his lessons and not making the same mistakes twice while playing points on the tennis court. Uh, as we'll see in this match, not exactly as good about not making the same mistake twice as far as uh, as far as throwing a racket. And I love his passion, but right there, the difference between him being defaulted and not defaulted is that ball boy getting out of the way, which I don't think should be kind of the, the litmus test for you're still in the tournament or you're not. But this was a, a I think he would probably admit it's a very dumb mistake. Coria has every right to be confused about why that match uh, wasn't wasn't over at, at that point. But credit to Brooksby, able to get it back on track. We have no doubts about his ability to problem solve on court. But uh, kind of an ugly situation uh, with this match today. It'll probably dominate the storylines. Yeah, and Jensen Brooksby went to our Tennis Channel desk to apologize after the match. Yeah, I mean, I, I just think it was, you know, it was really just a personal battle with myself out there. I'd like to... You know, apologize for my behavior. I mean, you know, in the first set with the hitting the ball out and the racket throw, and then you know later in the in the third set, you know, it's not. I don't really feel like that's me, and I, you know, I really feel bad about that. I was just, you know, more frustrated with myself, and unfortunately, I had to let it let let out that way. Was able to meet with the ball person after uh, they worked it all out. They had a nice conversation, but Chanda uh, Coria said. He should have been defaulted there. What do you think? No, I mean, that's not okay. When you see, you know, that type of reaction, and, and look, we all understand as players the frustration where you just want to throw something. You want to, you know, almost hit yourself, and you can't. Um, and, and so you get that part of it. But this is what we have to start preventing because it started early in the match after the first set, and it was sort of allowed, and then this could have been so much worse than it actually was. And a ball person should not have to do that. A, a lines person should not have to move out of the way and contort themselves to not get hit on a, on a tennis court. Uh, so I think more should be done. Certainly the question is, you know, should he have been defaulted? Maybe so. I mean, it looked like it kind of hit that the ball it, person. Yeah, it did, off of the bounce. And, and that would be an immediate default. So I, I think at some point we've got to stick to the rules to try to prevent something worse from happening because at the end of the day, that's what you don't want to see. 
Andy, do we need to start making some suspensions? I mean, we saw this with Nick Kyrgios at Indian Wells. Somebody had to move out of the way of his racket. Same things happens here. And if they don't get suspended or hefty fines, you feel like it's just going to keep happening. Yes, simply it should be about the action more than the result. Uh, you know, we saw Novak Djokovic get famously defaulted a couple of years ago at the U.S. Open. I thought that was probably more benign than what we saw from uh, Zverev, from Kyrgios, from Jensen Brooksby today. So we, we at least have to be consistent about it. Listen, I don't care what someone does to their own racket, right? It's their racket. They can break it if they want. But as soon as it crosses the line to where I can actually inflict harm on someone else, whether that be a ball kid, a referee, I mean, and plus it's just kind of dumb to throw a racket towards a corner. That's where everything takes place in between points. You know where people are situated. So I'm not mad at someone breaking a racket out of frustration. That doesn't bother me. Be hypocritical if, if I said anything about that. But as soon as it affects someone else and can potentially hurt someone, that's got to be curtains. All right. We'll see what happens. And uh, hopefully Jensen Brooksby learns from this. He did win and is moving on. Another American in action today. J.J. Wolf qualified for the main draw. Took out Sam Querrey and Qualies. Looking forward to this week's episode of My Tennis Life. J.J.'s been crushing it there. The former Ohio State star picking up another win today, Andy. Yeah, and this is a good matchup against Altamire. Altamire needs a little bit of time. Takes big cuts can make a big move, and Wolf was really smart. You see him coming forward, taking the time uh, away, trying not to get into those long rallies, not giving him any time whatsoever. You see him get one ball, he's coming forward. This is a big win. This is a result that is directly uh, affected by having to go through qualities and get those wins. Creates confidence. That's a big boy, and check out the logo on his shirt. He is sponsored by Grayson Clothiers. Their logo is a wolf. What a perfect sponsorship. What do you think of that, Andy? Yeah, shout out to the boys at Grayson with the old Charlie Schaefer and Mike Walrath getting getting some tennis guys involved. I love it. I just keep noticing how J.J. Wolf is, is, you know, getting a little weight off. The hair is cut shorter. The sleeves are off. I mean, it seems to be helping his tennis game a bit. And, and certainly this logo is perfect for the last name. So he's going with it. Nice to see him playing well. I feel like you, Chanda, should have the Cats Delicatessen sponsorship for the Reuben sandwich, right? <laughs> Interesting. All right. <laughs> Andy laughed. You didn't, you didn't, he didn't see his face, but he was laughing. Uh, more highlights on the way. Plus, who will be the star of our hot shot of the day? Here's a hint. They used to be ranked in the top five. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome back. Our matches on the regional sports network. T2 on Friday, 1 p.m. Eastern. Leif Shiras and former Miami finalist. Jan Michael Gamble on the call, former Miami champion John Isner taking on Hugo Gaston, and then Maria Sakari against Beatrice Haddad Maya. Well, Miami is where Danielle Collins made her first big breakthrough. That was 2018, got to the semifinals back in her home state to take on Anna Bondar Thursday, Chanda. Yeah, and she was feeling good, Collins. Hasn't had a lot of matches this year, got to the Australian Open final, but apart from that, had some injuries and is back playing in her first match here and you know, kind of picked up right where she left off 
the competitiveness, the backhand was on point. That is her, her big weapon. She used her serve nicely in that first set. But Bondar fought back, got the break in the second, started defending her second serve in particular, Bondar did, and held her own, got it to the third set. But Collins just lifted her level. And that's the confidence of being a major finalist. She outcompeted her opponent down the stretch and got those extra breaks of serve. And that was the end of the match and certainly not the best way for Bondar to end it, but a nice win for Collins in, in the third set. Top-ranked American in the world, likely to get back in the top 10 with Ash Barty retiring. Time now for the social net. And how about this? A lot of the players were at the Miami Heat game. Matteo Berrettini, Usain Bolt. We got the hammer and lightning. Unfortunately, Berrettini had to withdraw from the tournament with an injury. But before that, how about this one, Andy, with Usain Bolt? I love it. He even wore the, 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 the right colors to meet Usain Bolt, those bright greens and yellows. Uh, this is just cool. This is part of the flair of the Miami event. You get to go to you get to go to basketball games, meet Usain Bolt. Glad to see him out and about. Wish he was still in the tournament. Thor and the Flash. And then we got Paula Bedosa, Chanda, and she had her own name on the jersey, a customized jersey. Plus, check out that blinged out ball that she's got. Yeah, now that is very cool. <laughs> I mean, what a moment. And how did she get that made? I mean, was this planned? Was Apparently know, so. I'm trying to figure this out here. But Bedosa, I mean, she has had such a terrific rise to the top of the game. And nice to see her enjoying, you know, some of that, uh, some of those special moments in Miami that you have as a player. But Dosa gets her name on a jersey. Andy Roddick gets his face on a T-shirt. Take a look at this. This is from when you won in 2010, Andy. There's a shirt online. We found this gem. Yeah, you can get it for four interest-free payments of 531. <laughs> yeah, that 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 might that might not be worth it. I don't know where this came from, but. <laughs> Uh, I, I don't know. I, I'd keep the receipt on that one. Maybe refunds in play. I'm not. I'm, that is a deal, I, Andy, I, I, and you know it. That is I, a deal. Interest-free on well, top every, of it? I mean, everything's a deal. It's just a matter of if it's a good or a bad one. It's 15% <laughs> off right now. I mean, it's only 12 years ago. Yeah, yeah anything that's a, anything that's really hot and that a lot of people want normally doesn't come with a 15% discount. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> I think I'm going to have to snag that one. I mean... It, Get well worth it. Much better than having your name on the back of a jersey to get Andy Roddick's face on your, say it with your chest, right? Agreed. Uh, <laughs> Dominic Team is coming back. He's been suffering through some injuries. Good news. He's going to take a wild card to a challenger in Spain, Chanda. That same event that Stan Vavrinka was able to get a wild card as well. Yeah, it'll be nice to see him back out. Such It's so tough when, you know, you get to sort of a high in your career, winning a major title, and he's just been able to play so little since then, uh, relatively speaking. So hopefully he can come back and be as close to 100% as possible. Uh, Dominic Team, great to see him looking um, you know, to start getting some matches under his belt. Andy, best two one-handed backhands ever at a challenger, this challenger in Marbella? I mean, that's actually a pretty good call. Um, you know, there's, there's not a lot of challengers that have two recent Roland Garros champions, like not not a Roland Garros champion from like 14 years ago, like within the last like six or seven years. This is this is great. I think these guys are really smart, kind of starting here, building some momentum, try to get some some guaranteed matches in. I, I, listen, we we hope they're both they both come back, play well, and and play healthy. And remember, just twenty one dollars for a T-shirt with Andy Roddick's face on it.
Uh, we've got a bunch of stuff coming up here on Tennis Channel. The day session tomorrow, 11 a.m. Eastern. The night session at 7 p.m. Our coverage from first ball to trophy lift of the Miami Open right here on Tennis Channel. TC Live, the three of us, will follow the action and encore coverage all night long. Yes, there it is. Nice little cap tip there. <laughs> Love it. I, I, don't know, I don't know what to do with this. Andy Chandesty back on TC Live with our hot shot of the day. We said it was a former top five player. How about that man in the far court? Joe Wilfred Sanga. Always exciting. And this little slap shot. But how about the little dance at the end? I mean, that's the hot shot for me there. A little salsa, yeah. a little something going on. Flash in the hands. And then when, when you're in Miami, you're absolutely right, Chanda. You do the salsa or whatever the hell it is that Joe Wilfred just said. You do one of those. You do the Sangha. I like that. Too. That's right. I like it. I like it. <laughs> Featured matches tomorrow. Take a look at this lineup starting at 11 a.m. Eastern. Coco Golf against Q, the All-American matchup. Pagula Stevens, Kyrios Rublev, Bedosa in action. Sviantek, potentially your new world number one. And then Tiafo and Nakashima. A lot to choose from, Andy. Which one's your favorite? I'm a sucker for an All-American all matchup, Tiafo Nakashima, but the match of the day is Rublev and Kyrgios. <clears throat> Obviously, he's, he, uh, Kyrgios is just box office, right? Like, you just want to see what he does. Obviously, he plays, can go toe-to-toe -to -toe with the top players in the world, but I'm also kind of curious to see how Bedosa and Spiatek start dealing with the, that, the, the, the possibility of actually being able to attain the number one ranking and building towards that interesting set of kind of mental uh, circumstances there. Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing a Coco Golf against Wong Chiang. That's a bit of a rematch from Australia. Mm. Golf lost to her there. And then the Pagula Stevens match. I mean, you got to be sitting uh, in front of the TV waiting for that one. So I don't think there was a bad match, though, in that bunch. There wasn't. Who wins Pagula Stevens? I give Pagula maybe the slight edge, but Sloan, if she steps it up just a bit more than she did in her first round, absolutely, she's got the weapons. Okay. Is Coco winning tomorrow, Andy? Excuse me, they were in my ear. What'd you say, Steve? <laughs> Coco, Wong Chiang. Coco getting the win tomorrow? I, I hope so. She really needs to start building some momentum from this year. You'd love to see her start making a, a round of 16, a quarterfinal, a semifinal, really kind of jumpstart this year. It's been a, a, maybe a slow burn at the beginning. All right, that'll do it for TC Live. Our coverage of the Miami Open continues right now.